Welcome to the DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and joining with me tonight is the amazing, the impeccable, the always stylish David Perry. David, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, good to be here again. Yeah, it's it, so it has been, how long has it been since last time you were on? It's been a little bit, hasn't it? It's been, it's been a, a bit. Uh, Lacey um, and the SCA. <laughs> um, so what have you been up to, good sir? Uh, well, let's see. I don't know if you, did you see uh, everything everywhere all at once? No, 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 you, no. You should go see it. Should I? Yes. It's really okay. good. It, it is. It is really good. It's, it's got Michelle Yeoh and, uh, James Wong uh -huh. and James. Yeah. No, James Hong. Um, it's got, uh, Kehei Kwan, the, uh, short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. It's oh his yeah. First, yeah. It's his first acting credit. And it's, it's another multiverse movie and it's just really good. And I'm not just saying that cause it's, you know, full of Asian people and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, cool. Uh, but, but yes, it's, it's very, it's very good. It's, it's funny. And it, you know, it's a Kung Fu movie that you wouldn't expect. Uh, but then when, <laughs> when you, when you know that Michelle Yeoh is in it, of course it's a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. good. I was, it was good. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I went to we, I went to see it in the theater. There were like five other people there, but <laughs> um, have you been up to anything nerdy lately? Not really. Yeah. A uh, little bit of costuming stuff. I'm we're plot, still plotting our Galactic Star Cruiser uh, costumes, so we're trying to put all that together. Uh, okay. But that's not till August, so we've still got some time. Are you getting? Oh my God! So I saw this on TikTok today. And I want one, so I know you're gonna get one. Sure. Maybe it's forty bucks. <laughs> um, okay. It is a Sarlacc pit piggy bank, and it's animated. Right. It moves. Okay. And it's it looks so cool. So I, I saw it. It just like it's the new Sarlacc pit where the you know the mouth is coming out and everything, right. and it's got okay. the tentacles, and you have it in this like octagon plastic container and it has like the tentacles like rotate and it's mm -hmm. makes its rare sounds and everything okay and you drop the money into the sarlacc pit and it eats the money for the low low price of 40 dollars. that's not awful uh i want one <laughs> so i was like i, I saw it and I, I looked at my son i'm like oh my god look at this dude and he's like i want one i'm like cool you you get it with your money and i'll get to enjoy it nostalgically and just like <laughs> manipulating him because okay. that's the kind of father i am you know well, that's right. um are you excited are you getting like antsy about it because i i mean I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm getting super super antsy about going to disney and but i got till september right i don't want to skip summer because i want warm but i also want to go to galaxy's edge and everything well, I, I don't know that I'm getting super excited. I've, I'm in a couple of Star Cruiser costuming groups. So I'm trying to figure out what the rules are mm. uh, and for costuming and props and that sort of thing. Um, mm. We're also going in the first week in August, so it's going to be hot as blazes. Mm. And I'm not looking forward to that. Mm. But a lot of our time, I think, is going to be spent indoors, except when we go into Galaxy's Edge. And mm. I don't know. I think, we, I think we're just going to spend like, late morning to early afternoon there one day to do all the missions and other stuff nice um 
So I'm trying to get that straightened out and just work as much overtime as I can because okay. that ain't paying for itself. Do you, now, do you get the new Disney Plus bands with the, the hotel? Uh, there is an exclusive Galactic Star Cruiser Magic Band that comes with it. Oh, that you can only get in there? Yes. What's up, buddy? Hi. Don't even think about it. Huh? No, I'm not saying you can't, you can't get an extra one there? Like, you can't oh, buy it? I don't know about that. I'll oh. look. I'll, I'll find out. Oh, but, totally do, because, oh, my God. But now, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but the, now that, you know, when you booked a Disney vacation, they used to send you a Magic Band every yeah, time. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Right. They stopped that last year. Yeah. Because um, of COVID. And now if you want a magic band, you have to buy a magic band or you have to keep using recycling one of your old magic bands. Um, but supposedly there's that. And then there's a pin that you wear uh-huh. and that d- during your stay there, and then it fast passes your lightning lanes, you uh, on smugglers run and rise of the resistance. And nice. And I have to make all my reservations for all the other stuff that we want to do. And, mm. and all the opportunities for Disney to take money out of my wallet. <laughs> uh, so that's what they do they do and you and you they they do it and you you do it with a smile on your face because you know it's disney um but the reason well, i was asking yeah. is because there's a new thing that they're adding where you get to be a bounty hunter okay uh, and so you use your phone as your thermal indicator and you have your your disney plus ban and it flashes when you got a bounty and you have to go to these doors and use your phone on the doors as right. an infrared sensor and you get to do bounty hunting with it. No. Right. Right. That there are several things that they're doing throughout the park. It's, it's the play Disney app, I think hmm. um, that you can do that. And it's not, I mean, th- that's the part that they have in galaxy's edge, but they have other games that you can play in other parks hmm. because I mean, when you're standing in line for Peter Pan for an hour and 15 minutes, there's gotta be a time killer. Otherwise you're just standing in line. And, oh, absolutely. And going bonkers. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. And then part of the Galactic Star Cruiser, you know, it's part of the part of the experience is that there are, I'm told there are four stories that you can follow. Mm. It's, you know, kind of a choose your own adventure style. And so uh, on the ship, and as you unlock missions, it unlocks other parts of the ship mm. that you can get into. And you then you go into Batu for to do some things in depending on which story you have, you meet up with someone or meet someone else and, and advance that and then come back to the star cruiser. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm trying to stay reasonably spoiler free. Uh, for How's that. that working out? Okay. So far mm. um, I, I joined a, I joined a galactic star cruiser costuming group. And w- one of the, the first rule, the first rule is don't be a jerk. And the second rule is no spoilers. And that's primarily about the, that group, that Facebook group is primarily just about costuming. So okay. it's, now there's a spoiler group too, if you want to do that. But some people will generally ask questions like, what day do you go in and how hot is it? And can you do this? And uh, so we're still trying to, to iron out our, our costume uh, lineup, you know, depending on how many costumes we want to wear and how hot we think it's going to be. So mm. that might be an audible that we call just to see what the weather is um that's i'm excited i'm jealous i legitimately am i'm super excited for you though well um the, the credit card bill just hit us a couple of weeks ago so <laughs> don't be jealous of that no not jealous of that no although, um, although well how old are your twins are they under uh, three they're under three so they're free so right. now so, i will this so I'll, you you 
you could go to Galactic Star Cruiser for the price of three people for your it's still your, like what six eight thousand oh, dollars? Oh, six thousand dollars, yeah. Oh, for three and, days, and that's your food is included. Okay, <laughs> it, it is an astronomical fee, and yeah. uh, uh, I you know that's that's the big issue and i'm not even thinking about that i mean every when <laughs> when, it, when it got to the 90 day mark and it said oh final payments due on this date may 4th by the way it happened to be due and That's they said awesome I, and i just said i just i just i just typed it in i didn't even look even though i knew how much it was and i just hit send final payment pay it all uh i see so i might be able to get away with me going um but if i go my father or my stepfather wants to go so it's going to be him and i and can I you might, go without taking your son uh no. I, it would be hard for me not to go no. without him i, I couldn't you, do it no you uh so so now you're at three yeah we're at three but i'm paying for two it'd be me i'm paying for me and my son okay um but yeah, no that was but that was a selling point on us going to disney this year is because the twins are still free yes because next year it jumps up yes and that's like oh that's another you know couple extra grand in the like to go to disney and that's that hurts that hurts a lot um right you you just suck it up and and yeah i'm at the point now when we go on vacation and i fully i fully acknowledge that we are in a very fortunate my wife and i are in a very fortunate position Mm. if we go somewhere on vacation i don't worry about spending all of that because i work a bunch in advance and i we just sock money away and then mm. I don't, when we go out to dinner, I don't worry about how much it costs. I get what I want. If I want to buy something, unless it, I mean, I'm not buying the $25,000 life-size R2 D2, right? I'm not doing <laughs> how that. How badly would you want one though? Uh, if I had, if I felt like buying a new Honda Civic, but instead an R2 unit, I would do that. Um, <laughs> I don't have $25,000 lying around though, but but that's that's kind of the going rate for a droid of that caliber but yeah no but you know it's if we if we go to the we're going to go to the droid depot and i'm going to build a hundred dollar droid and if we you know if Mm -hmm. if you wanted to go to to get a lightsaber with your son you know the two of you can go you can buy one lightsaber for when when you if you when you do the sabi's experience and if you haven't booked that on your 60 day book that but you can book one lightsaber experience and two people get to go in mm-hmm. right so if you and your son each wanted one that's you know it's 420 it's 220 a piece but if you just between the two of you if you just wanted to make one lightsaber both of you could go in and have the experience yeah um you know it's it's i i want to and i'm probably going to do it just yeah, because do. yeah because i i, I want to build a lightsaber yes. um it's fabulous and I'm, I'm gonna build a droid um now it's what has come down between me and my son and my stepfather because all three of us are hardcore like star warsy right it's which droid are we gonna get i'm trying to convince my son to get the bb and i'll get the the astromech sure um but he's kind of on the fence i think my father stepfather's gonna go and get the uh the astromech because you know it's 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 our what we grew up with we didn't grow up with the bbs right and so we have more nostalgia towards the the build the droid you want i mean i do it's it's a parts bin i mean when it comes down to it you go and you pick out the parts you want you put them together and that's yeah that's what you get so um on other nerdy news i have been 
hardcore in the miniature building. I'll, I'll okay. post up pictures. I am. So my, my good friend, Bob out in, uh, in, in Indiana, he now has a, uh, a hobby shop out there and they're doing amazing. Okay. And awesome. I'm, I'm super happy for him. Super stoked. And I actually told him I'll bring him on the show and talk about like what they've been doing. That's been making them so popular. Okay. Awesome. Um, like they, I'll just give a little, they, they really listen to their customers. Like they go out and play with them and stuff and interact and they treat them like family. And it's awesome to see that kind of like relationship built up. So to help them out, I'm building a terrain for a game called Necromunda, which is like gang wars in the Warhammer 40k universe. It's like super like bottom of the barrel. Like they live on this giant spire and they live at the bottomest part of it, just like in the the, the grudgiest, most horrible areas. Okay. And so, so this is different from Games Workshop. It is Games Workshop. It's another. Okay. Game. It's a. It's a. It's not Warhammer 40k, but it takes place in that universe. Okay. So it's your regular people, as regular as you could be in this universe. And okay. So you have it's micro team. So you have like at the most maybe fourteen models. So it's a cheaper game to get into. Okay. And the guy he picked, uh, the team he picked is uh, House Cawdor, which are these like religious zealots who live in trash dumps. Like they just like anything they can find, they use as armor. So like they have like trash bags and okay. pieces of metal. So one of his things is they get a, essentially it's a, it's a, they, they get the, the city garbage dump as their, their home base. So I'm building this rubbish looking place. I'm getting 3d printed, uh, literally, uh, dumpsters and i'm going to have them on fire and light coming out of it and everything i've got rats screwing around on it i've made okay. it really look really nasty it's going to be cool um and this is my you know my congratulations and good luck gift for him for the store okay um, so i've been working on that and painting up like pieces of wood to make it look all rotty um making sheet metal look rusted and corroded it's all plastic and everything and so okay. it's it's a, it's a it's going to be it's a longer term project. It's going to take me probably a couple of weeks to do properly, but it's uh, what I've been working on. Um, and while I know this episode is airing next week, not this week, um, I the I recorded yesterday with Lacey and talked about how the unfortunately the expo got moved to the twenty second. So for those that are listening and we're looking at going to the expo. We are moving it to the 22nd because it got rained out last week. And since okay. it was all outdoors, they didn't want to, they didn't want people to get like, you know, wet and everything. So they said, Hey, we'll move it a couple weeks out. So I'm excited about that. Good. Um, and then we're going to get ready to have Dr. Brian Curtis back on the show talking okay. about dinosaurs, which will be fun. So that's going to be neat. Um, but yeah, other than that, other than seeing Dr. Strange, that's pretty much all I've been up to. It's, okay. It was me getting my voice back. Good. Uh, not sounding coffee hacky and which was, dude, it was the worst, man. It was so bad. Um, I couldn't have a conversation with anybody and you, you know, <laughs> it's, I couldn't even get mad at my son. Like he, he was doing something and I was trying to yell at him and I couldn't like, I was like, I couldn't lecture him because I'm like high pitched squeaking and like, and then doing all this number. And like, he's like smirking and everything at me. And I'm like, touche kid. And I'm like, just, I'm just like, go to your room. So <laughs> it's like, I'm not intimidating at all with that voice then. 
That's all but good. He's, he's been painting too, but he so he's painting up his miniatures good. and stuff too. So it's we've been we've been bonding over good. Necromunda, which has been cool and Blood Bowl. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. So you know what? I think without further ado, we should get into uh, tonight's episode, which is okay. uh, we are going to be talking about Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, so obviously we're talking about this. There will be spoilers. So this is your warning. Three, two, one. All right. We're going to get into spoilers. Um, <laughs> first off, before we actually get into the um, spoilers and talking about this. On a scale of one to ten. What would you give this movie? My initial in that reaction was a seven and a half, but I think okay. it's probably better than that. Um, I think it it's the next step in you know this multiverse that they've been pushing since Endgame. Mm -hmm. You know, because in Endgame they have the time travel. But then they bring in, you know, Gamora dies, but then they bring in alternate Gamora. Um, and so that's kind of where it starts, uh, you know, and then that lead. But then Loki steals the Tesseract and that leads right into Loki. Mm -hmm. And then from Loki after that, then there's WandaVision. And after WandaVision, there's What If? And after uh, that, there's uh, No Way Home. And so this is kind of the next step. I, I, I thought that the internal logic and the consistency is was better than no way home i mean i, I every time i watch no way home they're just the the plot points that they brought in and the way they had people act wildly out of character i dis i dislike no way home more every time i watch it really yes wow because there there is just there's just too much inconsistency in terms of how characters are acting and there is there's weight there there are too many instances where somebody does something or they set something up in a way that is just so wildly out of character for that person that mm. i can't suspend my disbelief enough to believe that the avengers I, the avengers would hang peter parker just out to dry or that dr strange I get that. or that dr strange would go along with with peter parker's plan to make oh make everybody forget that peter parker's spider-man why don't you just make everybody forget about mysterio and so there's just and but then, and then we wouldn't be able to get rid of spider-man for this say goodbye to spider-man right that's the plot point yeah that the, they they wanted to connect a bunch of dots and so to do that they had people act wildly out of character so dr strange knows that these people are coming in you know electro and sandman and all these people are coming in from other universes and then he tells he tells peter mj and ned to go collect them all <laughs> dr strange would never do that and then oh and then you know this kind of ties into multiverse of madness you know, Ned finds a sling ring and all of a sudden he can open portals, even though they go to great lengths to demonstrate how difficult that is. Ned doesn't know what the hell it is to begin with. And all of a sudden he can pick it up and he can do this. And now he can open portals. And that's how they get Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in. Uh, again, it was a good gag. It yeah. was funny, but it was just 
it didn't jive with the universe that they have created. But did it catch you in the initial watching of this movie? Did it catch you into the moment? Or did you feel like, were you entertained while watching it? Which one? Uh, no Way Home. Um, I was, but then there's the part of me that thinks... No Way Home was the first MCU movie where I literally said out loud, what the F are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> at, at more than one point because it didn't make sense so i i feel you and i agree with you on that i absolutely do and it's going to be the same extent with the new jurassic park movie that's coming out i don't know if you've seen the trailer for it sure all right so where the whatever kind of raptor it is that jumps into the ice and starts like michael phelps right. swimming underneath the ice yes with the I feathers like, and all that. i was no way no way is that going to happen that that's not possible at all. I'm like, sure. Well, <laughs> I, I go back to I go back to my previous statement. Yeah. I can suspend disbelief when people act consistently. I can suspend disbelief for science fiction. I can suspend it for fantasy. I can mm. suspend it. I can I can I can accept that in Battlestar Galactica they have some kind of transwarp jump drive, some sort of space fold that happens. They never explain it, but it just happens. But they treat it consistently. I can accept in Jurassic Park that they have drilled into mosquitoes and taken the blood of dinosaurs and used frog DNA to rebuild them. Because and they've you know in the trailer they've established that Blue has a baby. How does how does Blue have a baby? Is there? I thought Blue was the only raptor. So is are now is this asexual reproduction? They've already established that that dinosaurs were able to reproduce. They could bypass the the the. I, all I can, so I can answer some of that question for you. Right, though. but 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 what I'm saying is they have created an established universe and they have created the parameters going back to the first Jurassic Park mm -hmm. in the '90s, and so that is believable. And No Way Home had some things that were not believable. Ghostbusters Afterlife had some things that were not believable. But what they wanted, they wanted the emotional payoff of Aunt May giving the with great power comes great responsibility speech. He they wanted the though. they wanted the emotional payoff of Tom Holland and Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield all standing there staring at each other and just having that, you know, yeah. all Spider-Man love each other thing. So the emotional payoff was there, but the more I thought about it, and like I said, the more I watch it, the less I like it. Hmm. So that's me on my soapbox again. <laughs> that was that was easy. Um, you know. <laughs> um, so going back to our original question, what did you think of the movie uh, on a scale? I'm right there around there with you. I gave it a eight out of ten. Okay. Now my reason for giving it, and I can go with a seven point five. Seven point five eight is is a is a good safe spot for it. Um, my reason being was now. I feel like now you didn't need to see these things, but I feel like if you did see them, it helps with establishing the movie. Like you really needed to watch WandaVision. I think that's yes. a mandatory. And I also think it would have helped if you had watched What If. Yes. Now, if you didn't watch the What If series, you're not not going to enjoy this movie, but you're yes. not getting the full impact of this movie. Right. And yes. so that's that's my part of my beef with it. So that knocked it down a star for me because it's you it, it goes straight into the action, which is not bad, but it was just like holy cow and it's starting to throw things at you and you're going, "Okay, 
what's going on here. If you haven't watched those things, you're missing out. Yes. And that's, but, yes, I, I, I agree, but that's, they've kind of been conditioning us, us, the mm -hmm. viewer to understand that. And that's the Disney plus model. And it sucks if you don't have Disney plus because I also, I, I completely agree with that. If, if you hadn't watched WandaVision, this is completely out of nowhere. If you hadn't watched Loki, you know, Loki doesn't directly tie into this, but that's, that's where, that's the basis for a lot of this. If you haven't watched No Way Home, you know, so it's, it's those four series that you really have to keep up with, but that goes back to the serialization of Marvel and the serialization of the MCU, mm. where it, where each, each movie isn't a standalone product, right? Even the one-offs, even Ant-Man and the Wasp, there are repercussions that are going to pay off down the line. And there are Easter eggs that pay off in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, even though that is that is probably one of the low stakes movies, lowest stakes movies out there. Uh, without Ant-Man and the Wasp, you don't have Ant-Man coming back in Endgame to save the universe, you know, and, and so on. So so you're right. If if you didn't if you don't have Disney Plus, if you're not paying for it or you know, sharing passwords with somebody, then you were completely lost coming into um, coming into uh, uh, it's multiverse it, of madness. And, and, and I'm not hating on this because I do have Disney plus I do enjoy it and I do enjoy those shows, but it's almost like you're putting part of the MCU behind a paywall. It's like buying it's like buying a game and then to get certain parts to get DLC for this well, game, you, you have it, to pay for it. Well, you you had to pay ten dollars or whatever you pay for a movie theater to, to see multiverse of madness yes but the, you're paying for to see a movie right but you if you're not getting the full impact of that movie if you didn't see wandavision yes okay so you had to pay for that paywall to understand part of the movie plot you're you're paying either way and if you've pirated multiverse of madness you've probably also pirated wandavision too i mean it's 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 but it's it's they have gotten you to pay another way. Mm. It's not, you know, because I would also make an argument that, you know, if you didn't see Thor 2, okay, so who cares? Yeah. You know, and, and but if you didn't see um, Infinity War and you went straight into Ragnarok, you know. But those are movies in theater. This right. is... But, but, the, but, the, but the theater, ex the theater experience is still a, a paid experience. It is. It is still a paid experience, but it's also it's it's a cop out to an extent. Like, again, like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I love Disney Plus. I love everything that they're bringing to it. But it also feels a little bit like a cop out too. Uh, the, well, like, but right. Uh, but but the other thing is, you know, the, none of these productions are free. True. Okay, but that's mm. <laughs> through all the pandemic and all of the people crapping on artists and saying how art is a art is a bad major to go in. We still like artists. We still mm. like their product. And even before the pandemic, movie theaters were dying. Mm. Okay, and so it's the big tentpole movies are the ones that keep movie theaters afloat for, so that you go in and you buy a $6 tub of popcorn and a $5 pop that really, you know, they have a $1.50 in. Uh, you know, movies like, you know, everything, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. 
those aren't those aren't keeping movie theaters alive you know crazy rich asians is the exception you know the rom-com that's in a theater is the exception not the rule so they so they've all had to find all the studios have had to find ways to monetize and make money to continue to generate this content right and and whether it's disney plus or paramount plus formerly cbs all access or you know the espn or hulu or netflix or any of these other things th that's how they're making money so yeah on, on one level it is a it is a paywall but what they the content doesn't make itself and your options are either to pay a subscription or advertisements you're right so, i mean i'm not going to say they, they definitely put quality content disney plus definitely puts out quality content i agree yeah so i'm not hating on it i'm just saying that that, that is a little bit of a bug it, it knocked it down for me because if you haven't seen those things it's it does take away from the movie but i agree but i i also like i was like we were talking about you know there are 22 movies in, in the first three phases of the, of the mcu it's true and if you didn't see about 19 of them you kind of don't know what's going on when infinity war starts touche touche um the other thing i i i thought the the music composition the score uh -huh. was left me a little wanting it wasn't as good as like some of the music that has been in some of the their previous content uh shang chi the avengers pretty much it didn't have that impact music to me that it had in the other ones so Okay. It, it's it's not a major thing, but it just it, it was like uh, I, I I wasn't feeling it. Um, I also felt like some of the scenes were just like overly super cheesy. The fight with uh, what do they call him now? They don't call him Goroth. Uh, they call him the gar Gargancho or something. The tentacle guy. Okay. Like it was a little beyond cheesy. Uh, the scene where he's like, I'm not going to steal her powers. That's the only way you can do this. You've got control of this. Really? You think so? Sure. You've never had control of the rest of the, the entire 73 other dimensions you've been in the entire rest of your life. But this one moment right here, this pinnacle moment. Yes, you got it. And she was able to do it. That was like beyond stupid cheesy. And I was like, ah, all right. Um, and the last one when they're escaping from uh scarlet witch in the illuminati uh, in the sanctum sectorum uh how the hell did the cape get out because uh right america america she had to break out and right. they were trying to get them out of the tent uh, the the tanks or whatever the, the chambers and they weren't able to do it and all of a sudden, the cape escapes at the exact same time she does. Where, where, where was that? So it was fortuitous. like, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, right. I, I know. Those were my beefs, but those were my only beefs. Absolutely love the movie. The rest of it, right? Well, I, I think you know, you some of that is you have to like Sam Raimi. Okay, and you know, and and just as Taika Waititi brings certain things to ragnarok as the director um or ryan coogler brings certain things to the black panther movie sam raimi if you don't like sam raimi movies you're probably not going to like multiverse of madness um that's fair. and and even though it is even though he hit all of the marks that he was supposed to and it was still an mcu movie and 
you know, but just just that scene where he's he's laying waste to the Illuminati or where Scarlet Witch is laying waste. Oh, to the my Illuminati. God, those were so good. I mean, that's <laughs> that that's hard PG-13, you know, and and if he had been allowed a hard R, that would have been much more. Brutal. Oh, my. I want to actually I take that. I want to see a hard R. It doesn't even be a hard R. It could just be a solid R. Uh, multiverse of madness movie that would have been a oh my god because that well, scene with right. uh with professor xavier yes oh and he gets his oh he gets his neck snapped oh and so it, good Ca- captain carter gets cut in half with the shield <laughs> i mean but yeah but that's but but that's that's a sam raimi movie yeah. and there is a certain amount of cheesiness that you get in sam raimi movies you know oh, yeah. whether it's I, evil I dead it. or army of darkness or whatever and so uh I'm okay with a lot of that. Um, I I I thought that, you know, we, we after WandaVision, I think one of the things I said was, you know, is she going to be the big bad for the multiverse of madness? And yeah, you did. That's how it you turns did. out. You were uh, right. Now, the question is, is she dead? See, I don't know. So I originally, I thought she was, but then my mom pointed out something to me. She goes, what was that poof of, you know, magic at the end? I'm like, I, I just thought it was her getting squished and like right. i just imagined like you know tinkerbell fairy dust popping out but no uh, it is yes it's um yeah no that was that that's true and i, I want to say this because we're, since we're talking about sam raimi um it's not a sam raimi movie if you don't have bruce campbell in it yes and you had that bruce campbell cameo oh it's fabulous uh it was great now i will say this though i hated and this may, maybe this was because I saw it at nine o'clock, so I didn't leave the theater at not till midnight, right? Waiting around for that second because usually, like, hey, there's a second oh, credit. That was hilarious. Oh, it oh, made me was... so mad. I was so no, pissed. that was awesome. I that looked at my son, awesome. we were both sitting there. I was like, that's bull crap. No, I waited. It was fabulous. Oh. Just, I, again, just, I, just like the Captain America thing when he's in detention. Oh my you know, god. Chris Evans gives you know, so yeah. you waited through all this. <laughs> it was it was it was a that was it was great. It was it was meta and you know he he it's fourth wall breaking. It was I thought it was it was a, a great troll. It was, it was a great so troll. Pissed. I was so pissed, dude. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm telling you, it's probably because I was if I had saw it during like you know normal movie right. watching hours for sure. me, I probably wouldn't have been as annoyed, but it was just like he's in there punching himself and he's like uh oh. And he smiles. He's like, "Oh, it's over!" And you're just like, <laughs> "Yes, oh, that was amazing." Uh, yes, oh, that was awesome. Oh, no, I screw love that. you, Bruce Campbell. I love that. Screw you. I, I hope if you ever listen to this, screw you, Bruce Campbell. Oh no, dick. I, 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 I love anything <laughs> where where people are being subversive and where they're subverting expectations and and just just stuff like that. I think is hilarious because now, because people people take that too seriously. Oh, they, they totally do. They, I, they 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 think that the that the end credit the mid credit scene is is going to set up something and then the end credit scene is going to either bring closure or or whatever uh, and just sometimes you just have to troll the audience that it was awesome oh yeah no I, again I, I'll put it I'll I'll put the little asterisk beside it it was because I was tired as hell by the sure. end of the movie and I was like totally not worth at in you know X in the morning. Right, but, the, but they've conditioned you that you're going to sit through oh yeah it they anyway. suckered me they got me good they got yes. me good now yes. this but that being said too i also want one of those pizza balls i don't know like i don't think those are, can actually be made but right. i want one <laughs> i do i saw that yeah, and that, i'm like ooh, 
the the free pizza balls yeah yeah i want i want one of those yes. i'm like i i'm going to try to figure out how to make one i there's maybe they they have it in their book cookbook or something like the mcu cookbook right um but i i, I will say this overall i truly did enjoy this movie yes i i liked a lot about it i i still struggle a little bit I had to think about it afterwards, I think more and more to really appreciate her as the BBEG because it still seemed her making her reason for being the bad guy. Like she, I get it. She wanted a family. Like she wanted Mm -hmm. her kids back. And you can't get get between. And the, the whole thing is like, don't get between a mother and her children. Right. It just it still was very hard for me to see her go like, I'm willing to kill everybody if you don't give me my children. Right. But the, that's that's kind of the, the that's kind of the message that that trauma makes people do crazy things. I mean, you, you, you hear about people who who have a miscarriage and so then they'll go out and kidnap a ch- someone else's baby. And that's essentially what she's doing. That's essentially yeah. what Wanda is doing in all of that. She, she, and, and not only, you know, in the, in WandaVision, we see the flashbacks where, um, you know, she and Pietro are in their, their apartment in, uh, in uh, Sokovia and, you know, a bomb is, uh, <laughs> is right there. And they wait for however many days it is with, with Stark's name on the side. There's this, you know, they're mm-hmm. waiting for it to go off and kill them and her, her parents are dead and then they get taken in by hydra and they're experimented on with the tesseract and 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 all that and the only thing the only the only constant in her life is is pietro and then he dies ultron kills him um so he's taken away from her and then she falls in love with vision and you know that she has that line you know that, that she she killed she killed the man she loves only for it not to matter and you know, at, and so then in WandaVision, she creates that that false reality for herself against the yeah. backdrop of of old sitcoms, um, uh, and and all that. And so, I mean, it's you see the progression. I oh, mean, it, and, yeah. you know, and, and in terms of story and in terms of of how they've written her, it you can see how she gets to each step. Again, it's not like something out of no way home where somebody just comes in out of nowhere mm. and just starts acting in a way that is completely inconsistent. You, you, you see that progression for her. And so I, I felt like her turn back at the end was a little rushed. Um, I, 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 I liked it. I, you know, cause you know that you knew how that's how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, but I felt like, I felt like that was a little bit rushed. Uh, and I felt where, you know, at the end of WandaVision, she takes the dark hold and she she goes off to wherever it is in the middle of nowhere um, to, to read the dark hold, uh, you know, and I just felt like that, you know, her blowing up everything at the end was kind of, you know, a, a little bit. It felt like they were trying to come in under two hours uh, and just yeah, rushing to it, get there. It, but but I, I think that the progression of the story and the progression of the character was was there i think the 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 steven strange reconciling that you know that he and christine aren't together because he screwed it up you know i think that's that's his big character revelation 
uh, in that. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think as more movies come out down the road, I think this will probably move up mm. if they can, if they build off of it, which is what it seems like they're going to do. Let's be honest here. This movie was essentially designed to introduce us the Fantastic Four, maybe reintroduce the Inhumans and definitely bring the X-Men all into this Marvel universe because we got to see Reed Richards. We got to see right. uh, the Inhumans and we got to see it maybe for his last time, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Right. Doing the classics, doing the head, you know, put yes. the fingers to the head. Yeah. Oh, the they, even, they even had the, the theme from the from the x-men animated series yes oh, that it, was, was, it was great it was um, it was very nostalgic it, it was but at, at the same time though that <laughs> you know that they bring in oh, this is reed richards the world's smartest man and then then they go all, <laughs> they all go out like chumps when it yeah, comes down to it poor peggy carter <laughs> right um, <laughs> but but yeah but that that's how they're going they're, they they have to reintroduce the fantastic they have to bring the they're well, they don't have to, but they paid all that money to get the Fantastic Four and the X-Men back. And now yeah. it's just figuring out a way to integrate them into, you know, is Secret Wars the way it's going to go? Um, you know, I've got to think that this arc was written before that the, 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 the steps, the points on the roadmap were written before uh, Disney bought Fox. So can they really get to the X-Men in the next five years, in the next 10 years, how many movies is that going to take? Um, Maybe a mini series. They could, but, but the, the MCU earth 616, the MCU earth 616 exists without mutants. They may just do another. So I talked about this on our last episode where I th thought, where does moon Knight fit in the MCU? I think he, in my mind, he exists not on earth 616 i think he may be 617 all right okay or 615 where there are monsters where you have dracula where you have uh you know whatever they they use for frankenstein where you have man thing where you have all these monsters creatures and maybe blade and right. so maybe that's what they're going to do with the x-men instead of it being it, it may be something very simple and super easy is where they show like the united states they'll show like the washington dc and they'll have the typing letters earth you know washington dc united states earth 619 or something of that sort and then talking about mutants right well and they've established that you know there are these the incursions or however they're mm. calling them where the, where the universes collide yeah and and one has to one has to destroy the other or absorb the other so they, they they're laying the seeds for how that's going to go um that might happen in the Ant-Man quantum verse. Well, I, th I think that's where it's going, but mm. they, they've still have, they've, they've laid all these seeds. And like you were mentioning just a second ago, they have, there are too many people out there for them to, to really integrate all at once. Do they bring in all of the X-Men? And then the, yeah. uh, the other, the other thing with the X-Men is central to the X-Men theme is the Xavier and Magneto dichotomy. Mm. And the 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 formative event for magneto is the holocaust is is growing up in a concentration camp in, a, in, in a, an extermination camp and so how do they bring that in to 2022 because i mean 
the Holocaust is, you know, 20 years ago when they, when they start writing the X-Men in the 60s, um, you know, and they were able to incorporate it into the, the Fox X-Men uh, uh, in the first X-Men movie and in X-Men First Class. But now we're getting to the point where all of the World War II people who were people who were of age in World War II are all dying because now it's 80 years later. Uh, so, you know, that'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, but it, it's a done deal. It's a foregone conclusion, not a done deal. It's a foregone conclusion that the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are coming to the MCU. That mm -hmm. there's, there's too much money for them not to. Yeah. And, and for them just to, to leave them to exist in separate, uh, separate continuities. You know, because then there's also the, the, all of the, the crossover potential, um, you know, and that was one of the criticisms of, of the Civil War storyline was, you know, that, that Reed Richards had something to say about mutant reg or superhero registration, you know, and, and all that. And so there was a lot of stuff that went on, but they didn't have the rights to it. They hadn't, they have to establish characters uh, in order for them to, to show up on screen and they didn't earn any of that. And that's why some people were were kind of underwhelmed by the big airport fight in civil war because it wasn't it wasn't 200 people fighting you no, know it wasn't like a civil comics, war it was, it was you know, 12 <laughs> it was nothing right yeah but that's but that's all they had earned at that point that's so. true you're right and i'm excited I, I i'm curious but like i said i i and when i went after i saw this movie I, that was what I was trying to think. I was like, okay, what was the purpose of this movie? What was it trying to establish? What was it trying to bring into? And and for me, in reality, it was it was it was setting up some seeds of how can we get them to make some match? Because it, and you've I've had this conversation. We've had it a million times. We had it with Dana when he was on, and he sat there and talked. Like, there's only so many times people can go. Well, where were these people for the snap? Right. And the multiverse is that answer where yes. Thanos wasn't in every universe or they were able to stop Thanos in various different ways. Um, or maybe he never became a threat. Um, right. it, it, it could be ones where they're, you know, I know back in guardians of the galaxy volume two, they had suddenly introduced Adam Warlock in there. Right. And so there could be ones and in the comics, he's the one that stops Thanos with the infinity gauntlet. So I don't know if they're going to do that because they got volume three coming out the holiday special or whatever. Right. And well, supposedly guardians of the galaxy three is the last version of that group. Uh, um, you know, and then the guardians of the galaxy are in Thor love and thunder. They are, they absolutely are. Yes. And so, you know, that you, and like you were talking about, there's uh, uh man and the wasp Quantumania. quad. Is that what they're calling it? I don't, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head. Quantum mania right. sounds about right. But, but they're doing that, and they've set up Jonathan Majors as he who remains, mm -hmm. uh, Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, he who remains is dead. So Kang the Conqueror is going to come in, and then there's that scene at the end of of Loki, where Loki and Sylvie, after after Sylvie has killed, uh, he who remains, um, you know, just watching the you know the the timelines just break apart and and split in the, because the TVA is not there to take control of them. What happens in Loki too? so you know, here's the thing i want to know does loki the end of loki does that happen after all the stuff that we've seen right in where, where does this fall in the timeline because it seems like loki i mean i, I guess it exists outside the normal timeline because of all that um also one thing i forgot i i noticed re-watching loki 
I don't know if you noticed this, but Owen Wilson's tie throughout the entire movie is very loose. But when he goes back to, at the end of the episode, it's up tight and properly fit. Did you know? Right, because he doesn't recognize Loki. Yeah. And he didn't mm-hmm. recognize. So it was a variant version of him. You know, right. with an organized, like all structured tie. But I digress. Um, yeah. Figuring out where this fits and all that, too, because and that's another thing I've been trying to do is where does multiverse of madness exist? Where does uh, no way home exist? Right. Because you've had all these. I mean, I mean, I know. Spider-Man does exist after because they even said, yeah, we helped out Spider-Man who's Spider-Man. Oh, he's this, you know, who, and they're talking about all that, that whole scene, which was funny by the way. Right. Um, but it's, where does that coincide with Loki? Does Loki exist outside the timeline? Right. And it's, I'm curious. And these are things that we're, we're not going to get answers to right off the bat, because if we did, you and I wouldn't be sitting here having these discussions. Right. Well, I mean, you, you've got to figure that there somebody has the answer and, there, and there's yeah. a whiteboard in Kevin Feige's basement or somewhere that has all of the answers, but, you know, because Marvel, they, they, ha- they have a 10, they have a 10 year roadmap written. Mm. Um, and that's why I felt like no way home was just hitting a bunch of points on that roadmap. And I think that multiverse of madness advances that story. Mm. Uh, I, I think it brings some resolution to the Doctor Strange Christine angle, mm. but then it it also it leads on to what you know what go what's going to happen going forth. Yeah, um, and it, it does because introduce... he has at, at the end, you know, he's he gets the third eye, and then yeah. Cleo shows up, and they go off somewhere. Not to mention, so I'm curious if so in the comics, that's his wife. Okay. So I'm curious if they're going to build the love interests there, um, which I might be spoiling a movie that's not out yet. So my bad. Uh, well, but, but, you know, but that's the thing. They, 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 they pick and choose what they want from, yeah. from the, from the comics. Um, and she's also, I think she's a, it's been a long time since I've read strange comics, but I believe she was a sorcerer Supreme at one time too. Okay. And um. Yeah, she's she's pretty boss, if I remember correctly. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, it was cool. It was cool seeing her. It was it, I I very much enjoyed a lot about this. Um, I know people had beef with the the star shaped rift to the you know various multiverses, right? Um, but I'm gonna say this to anybody, you know, it's a it's a fantasy movie, and sure, you know. Who's to say that all rifts are circular shape? Why can't they be star shaped, right. diamond shaped, square? You know, sure. whatever. Who cares? It it didn't bother me that much, but I thought I oh I loved Zombie Strange. Yes, I loved everything about that. I thought that was completely awesome. Um, I liked getting uh what's the, the the actress's name who played uh america um it's whatever i will think of it later um but she did a good job yes she introduced a, a character and they you know they they were very casual about her having two moms right and 
you know, it, she had she had gay parents, and that's great. And it no, it was very casually done and very tastefully done. I think that right. they're, they're like, hey, yes. we accept the LGBTQ plus community, and this is us starting to introduce stuff that's saying, hey, you can have somewhat of a normal childhood, or you can have a look at it this way: you can still have a traumatic childhood right. from losing your parents. <laughs> <laughs> right, regardless, right. and her, her parentage isn't the isn't the traumatic reason for that but no they, yeah they, they, they've <laughs> kind of horrible. been doing that they they've been setting up that diversity you know in, even in moon Knight, you know there's there's that scene uh scarlet scarab appears in her costume and the girl the little girl says are you an egyptian superhero and she's like yes you know and, so and moon knight's jewish you got to see his yarmulke right. i thought that was awesome i was like ah, because he is jewish in the comics so i was like i wonder and they made sure to emphasize sure. on that i was like awesome right you know and so then again in in shang chi where the where the primary cast is is asian and uh they're bringing in in folks who are who are uh, you know latino and and black and and other stuff you know uh black panther 2 is is filming or done filming or something as well so that all of these stops along the, the 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 way you know this is this is the next step to go somewhere it's just where does I, it go and and that scene in, in Moon Knight was absolutely amazing. I can't believe I forgot to mention that too. The the saying, are you know, an an Egyptian superhero, and it's like ah, that's that's right. that's awesome. That's I I love that. And like I said, I I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. It, there was a lot of really good things. Um, well, but, I, another thing I also appreciated yeah. was only two hours. <laughs> yeah. Now, so let me ask you this. Because I know the pandemic had an effect on this movie. Yes. I know there's a lot of stuff that took in the fact that they, they had to change things up. Do you think adding, let's say, let, let's be gentle here. Let's say adding 20 minutes to this movie, making it a two, let's say two and a half hour movie that's including credits and everything. Do you think adding 20 minutes could have made more of an impact with the movie? Or do you think it's, we got what we could possibly get without overdoing it. I, I think we got what we, I think, I don't think adding another 20, I don't know what you would add. What I think really would have made a difference was if it had come out six months after WandaVision and not a year That's and a half That's what it was scheduled to do, right? Yes, it was originally scheduled to come out last year. Hmm. And it was delayed because of the pandemic because they wanted a theatrical release. Um, you know, and it's it's the same thing with Black Widow. If if Black Widow had come out, if Black Black Widow came out five years too late. Oh, absolutely. And and if it had come out on time, if it had come out in that section, it would have been a much better movie. But I don't. I, COVID had a little bit to do with that, but but it was now, still a theatrical said, release. We wouldn't have gotten Florence Pugh, and let's be honest, she's adorable and she's a gem. Sure. No. Yes. <laughs> but she is they they set up florence Pugh, especially especially in hawkeye yes they, yes, they, they set her up as the next black widow in in whatever incarnation of avengers they have going forward yeah. and and her her arc is brought full circle and so is hawkeye in in hawkeye so because yeah, now we got kate bishop right and yeah. and i think that's you know that's my only real beef with moon knight is that it wasn't readily apparent how Moon Knight is going to fit in with the MCU. Now, nah. now, that, now that's that's not to say that I'm sure he will. There has mm -hmm. got to be a plan. 
but it didn't they didn't tie it in directly and so at this point my investment in the series is pretty low hmm. um again not to say that they're they can't find a way to bring in uh Stephen grant and mark specter and jake loxley is that his mm. name yep jake loxley so yep. the, the three people inhabiting that body uh you know I, that it that could work out i mean it could be it i'm sure they have great plans for that uh i will say this though so uh, this was brought to my attention i don't know how true this is but when they originally aired the final episode it said series finale but later on they fixed it or they edited it to okay. say season finale okay and it has been confirmed that there is going to be a season two of moon knight so they may change some things may have had to change some things and are altering things as they go they may be no pun intended the the timeline of the multiverse is being adjusted right i'm sure and you know the, the marvel plan has always been kind of fluid I mean, I think when they first started writing Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and 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 some of the early the first Thor movie, I don't think they quite knew that the Tesseract was going to be an Infinity Stone. But I think they had they could see where they wanted to go generally. They just didn't mm -hmm. know how to get there. And then it kind of crystallized as time went on. Mm -hmm. And I think they have a better handle on that now. But I also believe that the plan, the plan is fluid. Um, you know, and like we're like you're talking about, you know, they they have to now account for the X Men and the Fantastic Four, and yeah. maybe Sony cuts a deal because it looks like Venom is in the MCU now. Yeah. After No Way Home. Yeah. Is is Venom on Earth six one six, or at least at least part of the symbiote is. Yeah. So, we'll see how that plays out. I, I think the, I think if they do it, they're going to give um, the armored suit, Venom, and not beefed up monster venom okay i, yeah, I foresee I that going down um i'm curious because uh, where does venom fit where does uh morbius fit in this um even then uh where does cloak and dagger where do the runaways where do the inhumans right. well the, the um they introduce blade appears yeah. blade's voice appears off screen at the end of uh, um uh the eternals. eternals yep and you know black knight is also uh revealed in eternals um you know so there there are <laughs> they're going down that road but it's it's just you know they've got they've got 10 lanes all happening at once and then they've got to figure out how to merge them all so that was going to be my question do you think they've got their the their their thumbs in too many pies do you think there's too many uh, chefs in the kitchen I don't because I think they have a plan. Do you think or do you hope? <laughs> I think they do. I think they've learned that I, because that has what set that is what set Marvel uh, aside. That's what that's what has made each Marvel movie an event. It's what's distinguished it from the DC mm. EU, and it's what's distinguished it from Star Wars, at least the Star Wars movies, the the sequel trilogy. Um, because now what you see with star wars is you see star wars serializing itself and with the exception of something like visions which is a one-off thing you know the the, the anime uh, mm. uh cartoons but everything else that's that they're doing with star wars right now 
is serialized and pl and plugs into the larger narrative just like the mcu has done and it's kind of it's coalescing you know now some some mcu movies are more successful at it than others mm. i mean that's that, that's just how it goes uh but i do think that there is a plan and i think there is a whiteboard somewhere and i'll, I'll also say this i think it could fall could it fall apart yes because game of thrones a song of ice and fire also has a plan there is you you can't convince me that there is not a whiteboard in george martin's basement that has all of it mapped out oh absolutely but the show fell apart in the last three seasons and the mcu could fall apart too but i think they have they have in the person of kevin feige they have someone who is sitting on everybody and who exerts enough central control to let people still make the movies they want to make right uh multiverse of madness is a sam raimi movie ragnarok is a taika waititi movie black panther is a ryan coogler movie so they each have they each have its own um they each have their own personality shang chi is is i forget the director's name but that is it is a very much an, and you can tell it's a movie made by an asian woman that shang chi was and so each movie has its own personality and its own viewpoint and its own you know the first thor movie is a kenneth Branagh movie but they all tie in together and and that's the that level of central control just doesn't exist anywhere outside of the mcu as near as i can tell i need to see bryce dallas get a mcu movie I think she could do something really good. I agree. Yes. I, I like think she did good with uh, the Mando. I'd like yes. to see what she could do with a super. If they can get Bryce Dallas Howard, that would be fabulous. Um, Fantastic Four. I would give her Fantastic Four. If they yeah, can get Can her. they pry her away from Star Wars? If you offer her enough money. Like... The MCU can't offer her more money than Star Wars. Because well, they're owned by the, I mean, they're owned by the all... same company. And yes. I, I think that that <laughs> that whatever whatever Kevin Feige offered her, Dave Filoni has enough clout that he can say, <laughs> okay, I'll add 20% onto that. <laughs> and you just you just stay put and we'll give you your own Star Wars trilogy oh and God. you can do whatever you want. I would I would love to see her do like, yeah, dude, she could totally pull off a really good fantastic four movie well, i don't disagree she could she could do a good x-men movie if oh you want god yes um but but that's yeah you know i know that's we'll that's see. all speculation um i i, I will she say can, like, like she, she might be able to make a good dark phoenix movie she could she <laughs> dude man but but, but the, yeah. the the problem is every time they've rushed into dark phoenix they haven't earned dark phoenix and that's that's, that's been the problem. That's that's the problem with a lot of superhero movies, especially ones where you have 50, 60 years, 70 years of comic history. They rush into those stories without earning them. Um, you know, and that's considering we've only really gotten two Doctor Strange movies and he's cameoed right. in three, four. Three, at least three he's cameoed in well he he had he was instrumental in no way home and to the the infinity war and end game yeah um and, so, and that's why i say cameo like he wasn't right he wasn't he popped, the main. Up, he popped up in in ragnarok yeah but yeah 
So, but he's, I, I, he's one of my faves. So I, I always like seeing him. Do you think he's at where he's supposed to be? You know, do we have the Doctor Strange we are we deserve right now? Right now, yes. Okay. Um, well, that's the other thing I want to know. Where do you think Shang Chi falls in all this too? Because at the last time you saw Shang Chi, uh, Wong was taking them back to I, I don't know where the Sanctum Sanctorum. I'm, I'm assuming. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, that, I that, it I, just popped in my head too. And the, he goes, "Oh, and this is the other thing I wanted to say before I forget this. We'll come back to the Wong, but I want to say this real quick too. So don't go on a tangent on it. What is the one thing you noticed?" in all of the places that uh, Wanda went to visit her, or was looking at her her multiverses of her and her family. Wherever that house was, I don't, I don't know. There was no vision. Right. In okay. any of them. Right, there's no father. Yes. Yeah, there's no father figure. So, because that was the thing I was looking for. I'm like, where's vision? Right. Because I feel like the second she would have gone to a place where there was a vision, vision would have intercepted and gone all logical on her and told her, like, this, you can't do this. This is not right. Just right. like yes. just like he did in WandaVision. So I think that was a crucial thing for her. She couldn't go to a, a multiverse where he was still around because she couldn't handle him telling her this is not right again okay well and and i you know i half expected white vision to pop up at the end too. i did too i did i i, I would i would have been the, i i did i if if white vision had appeared that would not have surprised me in fact i was kind of more surprised that he didn't yeah um but yeah you, you're right i mean because vision was was her anchor mm-hmm you know, and 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 I, I think that is probably in addition to the death of her parents and, and Pietro, uh, her killing, having to kill Vision to keep Thanos from getting the Mind Stone and then it not making a difference is probably the defining moment, is, is definitely the defining moment in her life. And in terms of her psychotic break after Endgame where she goes into WandaVision and then she comes into Multiverse of Madness. That, that's, that's the defining event. Um, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, you, you, where, where is he? Uh, who's, who is the father? Is, you know, because in, in uh, WandaVision, she just created Billy and Tommy. Yeah. And as part of it, but even then, the created vision was the father. At least you're led to believe that. Yeah, it, it it does. It starts to open up a can of worms of questions about all these these kids and everything. Right. Um, but that, that was always a thing. I was like, where's daddy? Yes. And that's that was something I was going the entire time is if he's not, he can't be here because if he's here, that's going to completely flux her plans for everything. Well, and, and then in the MCU, the vision exists because of Stark and Ultron. Yeah. Um. And maybe that doesn't happen in other universes. Maybe there's who knows. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, going back to Wong and Shang Chi, that's another I, that I want to try to figure out where that belongs in the timeline too. Okay. Because I, in my mind now, Shang Chi actually belongs after Multiverse of Madness. Okay. 
it's it's the only thing I can come to. It it could and it could be because because COVID messed up the release schedules. Yeah, it it'll be interesting to you know because you can go on Disney Plus and once once Multiverse of Madness comes out on Disney Plus and you click watch the MCU in chronological order where they put it. I I I that yeah no I didn't even think about that that's good. Um, so any final thoughts so we can wrap this up a little bit. No, well, I just I, I I liked Multiverse of Madness. I think that that as time goes on, where I see some of the payoffs, I might think it's better. I think it's uh, it was uneven in places, but I think that that the just being a Sam Raimi movie made it worthwhile on its own. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I, I will be interested to see how what they do with the America Chavez character. Um, you know, does she ever find her mom's? uh you know how how's that gonna play out um you know but other than that i i, I thought it was a, it, it's a good solid uh entry i would put it in the definitely put it in the top half um maybe even the top third okay. uh, i think i think i liked it more than it's probably objectively good um but you know but it's it i didn't feel bad about spending my money to go see it uh did you end up getting the uh, the popcorn, the Doctor Strange popcorn box? No, the they didn't have it at our theater. They were sold out at mine uh, too. No, we, I wanted well, one. Was it that was an AMC? Thing, it was an AMC it? exclusive, and I had an AMC, and they're like, "Yeah, we're all out." Yeah, no, like, see, we, we have we have Cinemark here in town, so I I have to go to Cincinnati for AMC. It's it's a hundred dollars on eBay. I went to look for one, and I was like, <laughs> "No, like, I mean, I, it's it's literally just like that orange like." plexiglass or plexi plastic stuff with like just laser etched I'll, I'll get one on etsy when somebody makes it i was about to say i mean you you don't have a 3d printer yet or a, a I, I laser can't cutter? do that no i have a 3d printer but no i can't do that with it um I but to, well get get a laser cutter you could do that i do need it's just acrylic yeah no totally i'll just add that to my list of stuff to do get sure. good <laughs> i can totally justify <laughs> that with the wife yeah i'm buying this 300 <laughs> device just so i can not pay a hundred dollars for this yeah but think of all the other things you could do with it that is true you see this is how i end up buying stuff so yep. yeah and you and i'm the enabler friend so <laughs> you are you i'm waiting for it. like the new nerf gun that you're gonna send me to like hey you should probably get this one too yeah oh wait you should go get a nerf gun because dart zone released a thing that said that the nexus pro is might be the last chance to get one so really yeah wow oh. only 50 bucks at walmart enabling me <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah all right yeah, so let's go, go ahead and wrap this up um yeah, as a lightsaber please, at like, savvy's too what's that get a lightsaber at savvy's when you go to galaxy's edge oh i'm totally getting one you're, oh. you're gonna get three you're gonna get one your son's gonna get one your stepdad's gonna get one. Oh no that, that there's uh, there's no doubt about it if i do i'm getting the nature one okay i, I think i think i don't know I'm going to be questioning. I'm going to look at those now afterwards. Get whichever one you want. Get two, I don't know. Whatever. I got to enable my son to get one that I want too. Like he'll get the one. He'll be my second choice. Like you get this one. Wow. Isn't that really cool? Look, I've already got him to get the Sarlacc pit, man. Come on. You see how you enable me? I enable him. Like you want this. That's all right. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Let's wrap this up. 
Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple and Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod or on our webpage, NerdDNAPod.com. I am Steve, and you've been listening to the DNA Podcast with David Perry. And fun fact, there is a multiverse version of us that's way cooler. Yeah. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> that doesn't have a receding hairline. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha